Benjamin can have love for the truckie. Beautiful minds, but we love getting ugly. Risk takers with a clover, man, we love getting lucky. You run, we chase fire. I love when it ducks me. Tones go off, house watch, read the address out. 1075, get up off the magic couch. 500 gallons prepared for the baddest drought. Who else you want on the way when disaster's Can't out? Can't even get a little bit rattled when you enter with exit apparel. Mayday member down, they'll drag you. You won't get this from every Tom, Dick, and Harold. But here's a view from the top floor with Mickey Farrell. What's up, guys? This is Mickey Farrell. Thanks for coming back to another episode of A View from the Top Floor. Today, we're going to do Message to the Probe Part 2. Now, this message, I will probably get quite a bit of pushback. In the sense that we've made strides in the fire service with mental health. And that's a great thing. However, I think we're pushing the limits on certain sides of the mental health aspect in the fire service, trying to parallel or parlay this into corporate America. The fire service is very different than owning a small business or being part of a corporate America industry. It's a family. You know, we call it the job because for most of us, it's the only job that exists. It's the only job that it was a calling to do. That said, I think we're setting up a lot of the young firefighters coming in to the job for failure with not communicating that this is a family. It's not working at your last job. It's not the police department. It's not sanitation. It's not Applebee's or Best Buy. It's not anything you could ever imagine until you're a part of it. So I think starting in the fire academy by developing a class and talking about the traditions, the pride, the understanding that quote unquote, the job is more than a job. And this leads to the mental health of side of things, getting involved with the job. Now, again, like I've said, we've made strides and I'm not going down a road of negative mental health because it's such positive, positive reinforcement to what we do the success of how we live, and our overall health for our families and, of course, for all of us. However, this quote or this little slogan, this understanding or this commitment of work-life balance does not apply to the fire service. You're all in in the fire service. And again, I expect some pushback on this. But your first year, your probe year, and your consecutive years right after that there is no work-life balance. It is all work. And if you don't agree with that, then maybe this job is not for you. I know my first couple years, all in. Anybody needs off, you work for them. Need a guy in overtime? You step up and work. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, whatever it is, there's a name on the board, a text goes out, somebody's in a jam, you work. Your time will come to have your days off with your family when you've earned them. Again, this is not a small business. This is not corporate America. It's quote unquote, the job, the family. And we are putting these young firefighters in a situation by talking about mental health, which is great, but we're not dividing the understanding that this is not a job. It's the job. 
Now, there's this quote that goes around. Um, no one on this deathbed ever said, I wish I had spent more time at the office. You know, I, don't, I really don't like that quote. I think at my deathbed, I'll be begging for one more day in the firehouse. That's why firemen don't retire. My senior guy worked till he had 43 years on the job. And he cried when he left. Again, it's not a job. It's the job. So if you're in this job, begin to understand that. Begin to understand that work-life balance your first year is not even on the table. We don't turn this off. Boys night out. Picnics. Firehouse events, boarding events. All the things that come with the job, you have to be there. You have to let the brothers and sisters know that you are all in. Because if you're not all in on quote-unquote the job, are you all in on the fire floor? The floor's above. Can we rely on you? Do we know you? You know, there's a good test I like to say. It's uh, it's the beer test. Um, everyone says, oh, this guy's a great fireman. He's a good dude. But the beer test is taking that great fireman or that good dude and just grabbing a beer. Getting to know him. Seeing what kind of character he has. That character your first year is developed in the firehouse. Making as many mistakes as you can possibly make. Going to as many fires that you possibly can. Learning, picking the brain of every firefighter there that's before you. It all equals out in the end. You know, we all hate missing fires. Understandably. So... But your first year, it is critical that you make as many fires as possible. You have to get the reps in. Now, I'm not a big rep guy. I don't like the word reps so much. But that's exactly what they are. Reps. Think about any professional athlete. Their first year on that team, they're trying to prove themselves. Prove their worth for that team. The fire service is no different. We are a team. We are a family. And you have to prove your worth, your net worth within that firehouse. Not only in the firehouse, but the job. Now, when COVID came, this was a big problem. And I saw it firsthand where our traditions, our love and understanding of the brothers that came along before us have created within the fire service. I saw that start to diminish and people started to dismiss the importance of very, very important things. Again, those firehouse events were canceled. And I've already seen it where certain firehouses that used to have a lot of a company events or more or less family events they've gone away with covid and never came back so with covid not only did we lose our morale we lost firefighters firefighters resigned we lost a lot of tradition it's very very important that the senior guys that are still motivated not totally turned off by what has happened to quote unquote the job the family, and not discouraged by the next generation coming on with this work-life balance that they're entitled to something. You know, okay, so let's talk about funerals a little bit. Now, funerals, I think with that work-life balance mentality of the next generation coming on the job, they've kind of warmed up to the idea that funerals are somewhat optional. Understand that when you're a part of this job, this family, Funerals are mandatory. If you're not in the firehouse working, you are at that funeral, no questions asked. 
There is no excuse other than maybe you better be on your deathbed. You're there with your children. If you have to, you bring your wife. Whatever the case may be, you are at that funeral. That is something I saw get lost during COVID. Because of the restrictions on funerals, people just didn't have to go. They weren't forced to go. I've already seen it progress from the COVID state of funeral to post-COVID, the traditions being lost. If you're just coming on to this job, you have to understand that funerals will always remain mandatory. And for those of you that don't feel that way, well, then you're just losing in the end. Because I truly believe if you take care of this job sincerely and love it, cherish it, nourish it, this job will always take care of you and your family. I've said it many times. But that starts with going to the funerals. You know, especially in, in like the volunteer world where it's not a day's work. You're off work, you're going to the funeral, or you're working, and you don't go because you're working and manning a firehouse. In the volunteer world, I see it more of a problem because you have to take off a day's work to go to a funeral. And that's a problem. So I think a, a, a good way to get around that and it's something to think about maybe is, you know, you have the picnic committee, the parade committee, the wet down committee, right? All these committees in the volunteer fire service. And that's a great thing because that that's your firehouse event. You know, you don't do so much of the boys night out type things, the sporting events, maybe a softball team, but those become your, your, your camaraderie, that, that, that togetherness, that brotherhood. Well, why don't you throw this in the mix? Something to think about is having a funeral committee, a committee that sends two guys start locally, maybe start countywide. There's a funeral, you show up to the Waker funeral together in uniform to represent your department, to represent the fire service in general, the family, the pride, the tradition, the things we're losing. Because again, if you take care of it, it'll take care of you and your family tenfold. Now, start there, countywide, then maybe go statewide. And instead of having a fundraiser for the new rig or fundraiser for for whatever it is, the pancake breakfasts, whatever it is that your department does to raise funds, maybe put some of those funds into a funeral fund that can pay for the brothers to go to the funerals. Get them a room in a hotel. You know, funerals, it's not a fun thing, but there's a sense of camaraderie and importance that you gain by going, putting that uniform on, and representing then going out to the coalition, having a couple cold ones, hanging out with some friends, having a couple laughs, and honoring that brother that came before you. So we can't lose sight of this. And I, like I said, with the COVID, the post-COVID days we're living, I just see traditions dying. I see work-life balance from the mental health side of things taking away our traditions. Um, you know, the work-life balance, eventually you get enough time on this job, and then you get those moments with your family. You get to turn the job off. And that's important we do that. I'm not saying that, you know, for 25 years we're not turning this job off. But your first year, you better be living this job day in and day out. Taking it home, reading about it, dreaming about it, thinking about it, coming back and doing it again. You know, when I taught at the Fire Academy, it was very obvious that we were all in as far as the instructors, understanding that we've been there a long time within the fire service. We knew the traditions. And then you get the kids coming in that all walks of life had no understanding. Some had family in the job that kind of got it, 
but they still don't get it till you live it. And you ask them, you raise their hand. How many are married? How many have a girlfriend? How many have kids? And you probably get like 40% maybe married, 30% with kids because it's a young man's job. And there's a reason behind it's a young man's job. But we make it very clear like, well, you better have a conversation with your wife and your girlfriend, your kids, and explain that for the next 18 to 23 weeks, I am 100% in on the fire academy. That's the only thing I care about. I will come home. I will study. I will go to bed early. I will get up early. Come back to the fire academy and learn and live this job. I do remember an instance after we did have that conversation that somebody resigned. And they said they weren't buying into the brotherhood. Thank God they resigned them and didn't get to a firehouse and pollute a firehouse with negativity. You know, that's happening more and more. Again, because there's people on the outside of the core family of the fire service, more so the fire industry, taking mental health aspects from corporate America and trying to apply it to what we're doing. And we're brainwashing young firefighters thinking that they come into the firehouse and they have a say. They need a mental day off. They need a break. Uh, I'm kind of out on all that. That's just my opinion. Uh, I expect some pushback on this, and I really don't care because I'm seeing it firsthand. This Me Too attitude coming in that they everyone's deserved something or, or owed something because they made it. Well, you didn't prove yourself. You didn't prove that you were all in just yet. And that'll come in time, like I said. Like with everything, right? Time. Time's a tool on the fire ground and in the firehouse. And how you manipulate it and how you honor it and how you respect the time on the back end it all pans out. It all works out if you do the right thing in the beginning. Uh, it's frustrating because I do see that gap of firemen that did the right things. They worked all the holidays. They worked all the weekends. They were always there. They made every single event. Getting a couple years on the job now. And that next generation backfilling the firehouse, not doing the same thing. Because they feel they're entitled for that work-life balance. All right, guys, I guess that's all I really got for you today. It's just, you know, not that it's a hot topic. It's just something that I've been thinking about because, you know, I keep seeing this, this slogan, work-life balance, and I don't know. I just, in that quote, I, I've read that quote about, you know, on your deathbed one last day and you wish you didn't spend it at work, and it actually pissed me off. I was like, man, that guy, it sucks to be that guy because he wasn't a fireman. He didn't, he didn't have that love for something that was so much more than him. So... I guess the takeaway from this is if you're a young firefighter in your first year, just be all in, prove yourself, and have the understanding that this job, quote-unquote, the family, the fire service, is so much more than you. And that's what makes this job so special. All right, guys, again, I'm Mickey Farrell. Thanks for tuning in. A message to the Proby Part 2. A little different, just something that was on my mind. And if you want to push back and you want to talk about this, feel free to reach out on Instagram or email me at thefloorabovethefire at gmail.com. That's the podcast website. If you want to submit any questions for any topics you'd like us to cover, uh, you can do that as well at the same email. If you're in the North Carolina area, I will be at the training days on Monday. I'm speaking 1.30 on Monday afternoon. Uh, Lithium-ion battery fires, understanding a modern fire in tactical sense. Incredible, incredible lineup for the training days. So again, if you're in the Mid-Atlantic region and 
want to come check it out. There's still some time, I believe, and there's still some tickets to register. All right. So that's it, guys. Have a good one. See you next time.